Welcome to the Worship Leader Probs Podcast, where we aim to entertain, encourage, and equip worship and tech leaders all around the world. Look, we all know that serving in worship and production is great, but the problems, those are real. Thanks for joining us as we dive into today's episode with our host, Brian Tabor. Welcome to episode 127 of the Worship Leader Probs podcast, live from Philo Conference. That's right, that's right, live from Willow Creek Community Church, just outside of Chicago. It's Philo 2021. We're so glad to be here with you guys. Thank you so much. So with Worship Leader Probs, we talk about three E's. These are the things that we want to be about. We want to entertain you. We want to make you laugh because hopefully that will remind you you're not alone. You're not the only person who gets random comments or love notes from the congregation. Uh, Number two, we want to encourage you. Uh, And number three, we want to help equip you. We want to resource you uh, for your ministry. And so I am honored to be here with the man that our podcast listeners know know as the big Arrivederci. This is Pastor (laughs) Scott Longyear. What's up? Well, good to be here. Good to be here. We had a fun day all day today, hanging out with production leaders, some of the best in the country, learning and worshiping all together, and and just good just times, excited. Man. Yeah. Good so, tell you what, we're going to do in a, with our live uh, audience tonight. We're going to give you some great resources uh, that will help us in our ministry. Uh, we're going to laugh along the way with prayer concerns. By the way, I don't think most of our listeners know this. When you bring the prayer concerns, whoever's hosting with you, whether it's Jen or I or somebody else, we don't know. You what you're bringing. We've it's never heard it. It's all brand new and fresh. So we're going to give you uh, prayer concerns. We're also going to take uh, what, a section, what we call sliding into the DMs, where most of the time we answer DMs that have come in through Instagram. But we're going to do live DMs from the audience. So be thinking of, hey, here's something I'd love to know when it comes to worship production, how you handle this or whatever. And we would love you to give some really hard answers to, <laughs> to Brian <laughs> Tabor to give me time to, to think along the way, right? So live audience, be thinking about that as we as we roll along. But before we get too far, let's talk about our great sponsors from uh, Planning Center. Yeah. How many of you use Planning Center in your church? Woo-hoo! They're the best. They're the best. So Planning Center makes software that is designed to help you find freedom to focus on what really matters matters in your ministry, and that's people, right? We're in the, we're in the people business. Planning Center is a set of online software products that you can subscribe to individually or use together for a full church management system. You can always try any product free for 30 days. They recently launched a new product called Publishing, and Planning Center Publishing is a way for churches to create their own custom content and share sermons with their congregation through the Church Center app and website. Planning Center is the best. We love our partnership with them, and so we hope that you will uh, will check it out. So yes, here we are. We're in Chicago. Yes, sir. At the Philo Conference, Windy City. For a worship leader, this is a very intimidating room to be in. Okay, I can only imagine. <laughs> it took us like nine hours to set up these two microphones. Yeah, We're like, two we microphones get them to and, work. A, and a laptop. And when, and when somebody asked Brian, what microphones did you bring? He said, uh, the one with the round tops? Yeah, the round, <laughs> round tops. Round tops is what we call those, right? Um, okay, so uh, just by way of introducing some things, like would you tell us, would you be willing to share what is one of your most embarrassing moments 
from a worship service? Short story, long story. Um, okay, medium story. <laughs> well, you're Paul, senior, my production guy. You're a senior pastor, so they're all long stories. Right? <laughs> okay, so I was. <laughs> Kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh man. Oh man. We were all That's thinking good. it. Right? <laughs> we were all, we thinking, were all it. thinking it. You were all thinking it. Okay. Uh, so I was also in a, in a season I did uh, I did production for a, a short amount of time and worship leading. And so we were in the middle of Christmas Eve, which is one of the biggest services, right, for all of our churches, uh, in the middle of Christmas Eve, and I'm leading worship with our team, and I see a guy get down get in our center row and he starts walking down the center row during the song, and it was like one of the big songs of Christmas Eve, and I'm like, he's coming, he's coming up the stairs. He's going to come to me. <laughs> so, have I told you this before? I don't know. So, I don't he like, so. he, we've got about six stairs, he walks up the stairs to me while I'm singing, walking towards me, and I'm thinking, one of our elders are going to stop this guy or something, like, but nobody's stopping anything. And so, he walks up to me while I'm singing, I pull the mic away from my, from my mouth, right, and I'm like, I bring him in, I'm like, and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and he just says this, pray for my aunt. Like, the, what do you do with that, you know? So I'm hugging this guy with the microphone like way out here. And I'm, I'm like, what? He's like, pray for my aunt. I said, sit down and I will pray for her when we're done with the service, right? <laughs> yeah. So he hobbles back down the stairs. We try to keep it together. And like he goes and sits down. Side note, I would later learn that one of our elders was watching this, and he's like, man, I was watching that guy. He got out of his seat and walked out. I said, but you didn't do anything about it? He said, oh, yeah, I pulled out my video camera back in the day. <laughs> and I said, like, thanks, man, for being my elder who has my back all the time. So, so the service finishes up, and I'm like, I've got to talk to this guy. So I go down, and I talk to this guy, and I'm like, hey. I said, I'll, I'll pray for your aunt now. I said, what, what's the problem? And he looks at me, and this is not, this is not a preacher fabrication he looks at me and he says these exact words, she's dead. Oh my word. And I'm like, I, I oh hope she was God. dead the first time you came up and talked to me. And it wasn't like in between, right? I don't know. I just didn't know what to do with that, man. Oh my word. Yeah, what about you? You got a good embarrassing moment? Uh, oh my gosh. I, don't, I can't top that. Um, uh, Gosh, I do. I have, I could spend the rest of our time together talking about embarrassing moments, but um, how many of you, uh, you ever used a movie clip in your service? So um, this was back in the, uh, the early days of VHS tapes, okay? You know, you already know where Imagine this is Imagine that, kids. So. <laughs> how old uh, are you? Wow. Um, worship pastor on staff, the senior pastor's out of town, so the, uh, the senior high guy is preaching, and he's talking about friendship, and he wants to use a clip from the movie Forrest Gump. If you've ever seen Forrest Gump, um, you know there's this character, Lieutenant Dan, and it would be pretty hard to lift out much of his dialogue and have it be suitable for worship service, Okay. So, we, we found the clip. If you've seen the movie, it's when Force, they're in Vietnam. Force keeps running into the uh, jungle. He's bringing out different, a different soldier every single time. He's looking for his friend Bubba. And um, so, right before this happens, Lieutenant Dan goes on just a profanity-laced tirade. And so, you know, I go to Blockbuster. I rent the VHS tape. I take it home, and I'm trying to cue it up, and... 
I'm testing it. My wife, Kim, is like, wow, that is, that's really close. That's really, really tight. I get in early, super, super early Sunday morning. I go and I, I, I cue this thing up. And what I learned the hard way that day is that every time you insert a VHS tape, it kind of winds, <laughs> it kind of winds things. So here's the, here's the senior high pastor, right? We're all, this is our first ministry job. He's in, his, he's in this sermon, and he goes, hey, I want to play a clip for you that perfectly illustrates this point about friendship. Blackout, roll, and the very first thing that you heard was of this whole profanity-laced tirade, and, you know, little kids who are sleeping in the pew, their heads are popping up all over the place. You can see, like, married couples turning to each other. Yeah, it was bad. It was bad. So, here, And the rub is I had a professional video editor in my church, so I got an email from him on Monday, and he goes, hey, next time, just let me edit that out for you. you know? <laughs> I'll take care of that. I was I'll like, thanks. Care. Thanks. <laughs> it's good to know. You know where you're never going to see uh, profane words? Where's that? On any of the WLP merch. That's right. Yeah. Actually, right. Uh, fashionable uh, today. Uh, there's plenty of WLP merch that you can pick up in the uh, Worship Leader Probs uh, right. store. I got Worship one on here. It says, uh, how many decibels are you running? All of them. I'm saying. You ever yeah. had somebody come up to the booth and ask you how many decibels you're running? We're running them all, baby. All of them. Use every one that we can. All of them. All of them. Yeah, so head over to uh, worshipleaderprobs.com and you can grab uh, some merch uh, in our store. Hey, we also want to remind you that uh, if you love getting together and who doesn't, uh, especially during COVID time, uh, we gather not only in Chicago now, hopefully we'll come back next year. Yeah, man. We'll see. Uh, but we'd love to meet in Orlando in September at the Experience Conference. Anybody been, uh, been at the Experience Conference? Yes. Yeah, man. Got a couple yeah, guys. A Great. Few. So huge family worship and production leaders that are there. We usually do a live podcast there as well. Uh, tons of artists and speakers that come in, and it really is a, a big family. And it doesn't hurt at all that it is at Disney World. It's a Disney yeah. World. So uh, right. make sure you go to Experience conference.com and Check there is out. actually a rate increase that's coming at the end of the month so make sure that you get uh, you and your team there there's something for everybody we even have some tracks this year for worship leaders who are leading in children's ministry right some leadership tracks and so always uh, a great week and it's a special time for you and i because that's where we met that's right, right? so but that's right that's we'll, right just, I feel like we had a little moment there for some, for some reason. Hey, let's get to what everybody has been, uh, has been waiting for, and that is this little section we like to call Prayer Concerns. Yeah, so if you've ever listened to our podcast, um, we thought this would be really funny in the beginning. Uh, we didn't know it would it would last this long, but you guys ha are the writers of this segment, and people are people, and so they keep saying things to you, and you keep submitting them to us, and so we are super grateful for that. So here's what a prayer concern is in our context. We all have a connection card or some kind of a communication response device that asks the congregation, how can we pray for you? Sometimes they actually put prayer requests there. Oftentimes, <laughs> they will put... Uh, the hazer is 
bothering my corn allergy or the <laughs> lights are in my eyes. Why don't you ever sing any hymns? It's too loud, that kind of stuff. So they might use that card. They might use uh, the comment section or the chat section of your live stream. Uh, they might fill out a Google review or a Yelp review. Um, they're coming for you, right? <laughs> they're going to let you know what they think. So we share those anonymously on the podcast. You can submit yours anonymously. Go to worshipleaderprobs.com, click on the prayer concerns tab, submit that. We'll never share your name or your church's name. Uh, you can also DM those to us on Instagram. So let's dive right in. Prayer concern number one. I was a worship leader at a church that used what they called a Barnabas card, which was just a note of encouragement. Um, one week I got one that asked, why are there hymnals in the pews if you never bother to use them? <laughs> note of encouragement. That's right. Right? Uh, yeah, it's, it's note so of encouragement. I felt Thank you. very encouraged. Right? <laughs> uh, prayer concern number two. Tonight I led worship and a lady came up to me and said, great job tonight. You know, I... I feel like the Lord has told me I am a shofar for him, and my voice is like a shofar, and I just feel that for you, like your voice is a shofar for Jesus. I don't know. Shofar for Jesus. Your voice is a shofar. I think that about you often. I, I don't know that that's a compliment for you to say that. But. It's, yeah, it's a... It's a shofar. All right, number three, prayer concern number three. We received a one-star Google review with a comment that stated, it wasn't the Baptist church that I expected. There was no reverence. There was shouting and clapping, just not what I'm used to. One star. One star. Okay. All right, these are, act these are from actual actual congregants. Number four, prayer concern number four. I absolutely loved the Easter service, and the music was wonderful, but the lights were not humble at all. I wish they were more humble. So you guys keep that in mind yeah. when you're programming for this Production weekend. Leads, humble lights from humble now Humble lights. We're tired of the proud lights. Humble lights. It's turning people away from Jesus. <laughs> okay, this is the last one. Prayer concern number five, the bottom of the pudding cup. Uh, prayer concern number five. This is from an elderly lady in our church. Just so you know, green is my favorite color. <laughs> Two weeks later, I know you don't ever make the light, lights green just to make me mad. <laughs> I've heard of production leaders that do that. Right, no, just to green, make green, green lights. No, no green. No, no Never. green. No <laughs> green. So, so, friends, those are prayer <laughs> concerns. Uh, you can always submit yours at worshipleaderprobs.com, and we'll never use your name or your church's name. So, uh, like Scott said earlier, we we have a recurring segment called sliding into the DMs, which is uh, people. Uh, are always writing in, asking questions, and that's kind of when our account started. It was mostly just me shoving my phone in my wife's face and saying, is this funny? <laughs> and she would kind of look at me as only a wife can with disappointment in her eyes and say, still? You're still doing this. Um, and so then, and back in the beginning, I was anonymous. Nobody knew who I was, and uh, I started to get these really heartfelt, like, ministry questions. I've got this going on in my team. My senior pastor don't, won't talk to me. I've got people on my team having an affair, whatever it is. And I, I went to her with that, and she goes, okay, now I understand. 
Um, and that was not in the plan, but that's kind of yeah. how it happened. So we have gotten into the habit of answering these questions. And so what we'd love to do is have some live sliding into the DMs. So like I told you earlier, we have a captive senior pastor. So if there's ever been a question you've been afraid to ask your senior pastor, tonight's the night. Here's what, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna we're gonna prime the pump. Uh, Let's prime so the we've, pump. Got, we've got a couple a couple of DMs that have actually been uh, written in, and then if you think of any questions uh, that you might have, we'll we'd be happy to to Let's answer see if those. This, go this, this springs into anything. Okay, yeah. dealing with exhaustion. Nobody ever deals with. Okay, exhaustion. right in ministry, especially in production and technical arts. How do you find rest when there is always a Sunday coming? Pastor Scott. Oh, that's me. Okay, that's I'll you. answer then, then you. Um, yeah, th th what they don't tell us when we get into ministry is it's like Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Sunday, right? It like, it, it, keeps, it keeps coming around. And so um, early on, when I was first, uh, first married and in ministry, came right out of uh, Bible college, married, and got my first church, and my wife was like, so what are your days off? Days. <laughs> that's what I said. I was like, days? I don't think that happens. And she's like, she's like, well, that's dumb. What are your days off? And I'm like, well, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how that, I don't know how that works. And so early on, it really allowed us to have a conversation of pace. And so in 30 plus years of ministry, I do, I have two days off. Um, and all of our staff that work for me have two days off um, because it's a, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. Now, there are seasons where we don't take those, those days off. My staff know, maybe you work hard one week, you work in extra days and you should take a comp day the next week. I realize that we have, have, have spaces where we've just got to run really, really hard, but I've tried to pace that way and not feel guilty about it. Um, and sometimes I think it's a deeper spiritual problem because some of us have a bit of a Messiah complex. Like, well, if I don't get this done, then nobody's going to do it. Um, well, the church survived before you got there and the church is going to survive after you leave. And if it's all dependent on you, you're really not stewarding your gifts well, and you're not stewarding the gifts of leadership well, because it means you're not passing it on to other people. Now, for those of us who like love to dream and create, that means that we have to leave some things undone, which kills us, I know. It means that some things we can only do 70% uh, instead of 100%, but you gotta make a trade-off there somewhere. And so I've tried to guard those days as much as, uh, as, I, as I can. And then, um, but in this, I mean, phew, the last 18 months has been, I mean, it's been terrible for all of us and just very exhausting. But <clears throat> I would ask you too, like, how is your Sabbath pace? How's your Sabbath pace? Are you pacing a Sabbath every week? Like, there's no way I'm working for the church. I'm married, I got kids. Okay. I'm like, well, Jesus was pretty busy and he pulled away and um, he's our model. And so is there, is there a day that you're grabbing a Sabbath? Um, I would also, if you're in, in any position, if you don't have this happening at your church or any, in any position to make it happen, um, I would make part of your monthly routine a Sabbath day. So on our staff, um, our... Um, our upper level staff are, and I think most of our staff actually, uh, required to take half a day as a sabbatical that they get paid for. They can take up to a full day to do that. And a Sabbath day <clears throat> is not, um, I'm going to go um, to and watch MXU videos. Uh, it is, I'm going to spend time with Jesus recharging in whatever way that is. For some people, that's reading. For some people, that's going on a hike, whatever. So are you having those Sabbath days every month? And I think even annually where you're like, just relaxing. You have to have space in your life where you shut it off 
and you're not, you're like not checking emails. You're not, I am not work. I am unavailable for work right now because I just want this, this pushed away. Then there's a whole um, idea. One of my mentors was like, you're, if you look at your life like a bucket and your bucket is getting drained and drained and man, this has been a draining season that we're in and in technical arts, it's drain, 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 drain. The question is what fills your bucket? What refills your bucket? Um, the problem is when we work without any margin at all, um, we're, we're just rolling into some very dangerous territory because we're not refilling. So I would ask you, like, what, what fills you up? Maybe it's like, man, a round of golf fills me up or hanging out with my uh, friend over coffee fills me up or being by myself fills me up. Like, what fills you up? Then you have to do that. One of my other mentors says you have to do everything that you can to keep yourself hot and go where you have to go to keep yourself hot. Do what you have to do to keep your fire all stoked and going. Um, but nobody's going to monitor your pace except you. I've looked at my calendar before and been like, who's the moron that makes my calendar? <laughs> oh, it happens to be me, you know. And so I can say no. Um, but I have to realize every yes that I say, I'm saying no to, to something else. Andy Stanley had a great book called Choose to Cheat. It may be good to go back and, if you've read that before, revisit that and just go like, I'm going to say no to that. Because if I say yes to you, that means I may say yes or say no to my kids or my wife. And so uh, for me, it's a matter of pace. I'm the most exhausted when, <clears throat> when I'm just, it's just output, output, output. And I think I can't stop. And Jesus is like, man, I appreciate you helping me out because there's no other way I would have been able to get it done if you wouldn't have done this myself. Man. Yeah. How about you? I mean, you've got a thousand demands on you, and now you've got this crazy uncle that lives with you <laughs> called Worship Leader Probs that, that notifications go off every yeah. second. How do you do it? It's crazy. Um, I, and I'm just curious, how many of you have uh, services on multiple days? Not just on Sunday, but that's that's me too. I We have a Saturday and a Sunday, and that that's that's another wrinkle. That's another... In terms of personal life, that's another kind of a, a complication, right? That's another requirement on you. Um, it's not going to just happen. Um, I, I can probably count the times on one hand that somebody has walked into my office in, uh, this is uh, year 26 for me in full-time ministry. I can count the times on one hand probably that somebody has come in and said, hey, haven't you been here for eight or nine days straight? You need to you need to take off, log out and and head home. I, have you ever had that happen? Right. So it, it's not it's it's something that we have to be intentional about, or it's not going to happen. Right. Yeah. Right. Be intentional about it. Thank you. Thank you for that. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> Sincere. I loved it. Um, okay. Let's let's jump to another one. Um, this is probably not going to hit anybody in the room, so we'll, it'll be real quick. Healing a relationship with a senior pastor. Anybody ever experienced a fracture relationship with a senior pastor? Anybody hate their senior pastor? <laughs> Man, hands shot up all over the place, Brian. For, I wish people could be here and see that. Like, <laughs> the anger that just came. Rage in the eyes. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I've, I've certainly had to walk through this at various points in my my ministry life, um, you know, we talk often about as staff members, it's really easy for us to look at our senior pastor and place all the blame and all the responsibility at his, his doorstep, right? It's really easy for us to not be willing to look in the mirror and say, okay, am I Am I just literally sitting in my office waiting for my pastor to come and ask me how I'm doing? Am I just sitting here waiting for him to come and, 
asked me how things are going in my ministry. When is the last time I went and knocked on his door? When is the last time I went and uh, tried to encourage him? And so we talk a lot in our circles, and we've talked about this on the podcast quite a bit, about learning learning the language of your senior pastor, kind of like what makes your senior pastor tick, and not placing all of the responsibility on your senior pastor, right? Is that fair? Yeah, I think that's, I think it's super fair. Super fair? Yeah. More than fair? More than fair. More than fair? Slightly more than fair. (laughs) Help us. Yeah, it goes, it goes back, it goes back to relationship, and this is really, uh, I think, would you say, Brian, the number one question that we get on the podcast is, is strained relationship with senior pastor, and it's not, um, I don't think it's one-sided, I think it's both-sided, so uh, we try to be real open and real candid, so I'll just be real open and candid with you in terms of, I don't know your senior pastor, um, but I am one, and so I know what it's like um, to be that, but I also know what it's like to work in um, somewhat in production. Things have changed since I've been out of production, but um, um, it's all roles are difficult, right? And most of the time that that things aren't going well, there's usually a unity problem, and so how do you patch up that relationship? And so your senior pastor may not be a guy that you're going to, you know, go hold hands with and sing Kumbaya together. You may not go on vacation together, but you do need to be of one mind and one vision. And we did have a question earlier, like, what do I do if, you know, uh, my vision is not the same as a senior pastor's vision? Well, it's not your place to change it. Um, the Lord has, has put him there as the leader or her there as the leader. And so you need to, to honor that. I don't mean that in a, in a mean way. That's just the way that the, the church is set up. But I'll, I'll tell you uh, just in general uh, about your senior pastor. Um, he is, he's likely introverted and is hiding on the stage. A lot of, a lot of us as senior pastors are, which is so weird. Um, but we're able to hide behind the crowd, and the one-to-ones kind of really make us make us uh, quite nervous. Um, I would say say this. Um, you know, I love everyone, but I can't have a relationship, a deep relationship with everyone, and that kills me. As our staff grows larger, that kills me um, because I really want to have relationships with everybody, but I just can't. So if you're like, man, my senior pastor, I really want to have time with him. Um, you may he may only have the time to go so deep with you in uh, a relationship. Um, if your senior pastor is like me, every week I wonder if I'm doing leadership right. Every week. And when somebody comes up and complains to me or I get a staff complaint or whatever, they're not the first voice to complain to me. The first voice to complain to me is usually in my head. And you're, the, the, it's probably true for your senior pastor as well. Even if he presents like he has it all together and this is the way it is and he's type A and like he's just a, a driver, there's a lot of insecurity that he may be maybe covering up. There's also, I want to be careful about this because we talk about this, like it could sound really prideful, but um, there's a certain amount of pressure that's on your senior pastor that you don't realize. Not saying that he's better than you, she's better than you, but there's a certain amount of pressure that you don't realize. Um, I, I rode second chair for about five years. We did a succession plan at our church where our senior guy was uh, retiring. And so he was like, I'm going to show you the rope for five years. And then if it works out, you can take over. It's a lot more complicated than that. But for five years, I rode shotgun with him. And I was, and, and I never said this to him, but I was like this the whole time. Just give me the keys, bro. Just, I don't know what you're even thinking right now. Like what you're doing is completely, it's just not, I mean, come on, man. And I just had this attitude. <clears throat> So much so that after I became senior pastor, when they slide the keys across the table to you, everything changes. And I had to go in his office and apologize and just say, you don't realize this about me, but 
um, I just need to say I'm sorry because I thought I knew the pressures of the role. And my point is this, you can't realize the pressures of the role. I didn't even realize the pressures of the role. And I was like with this guy for five years straight in every meeting, seeing everything. But there's a certain, there's a certain pressure that you just, that he's dealing with or she's dealing with you might not, might not understand. Uh, some days when I come into the parking lot and I see our staff, uh, all our staff cars there, when you come in, you may be like, oh, the parking lot is full. I see cars and minivans of families that have to pay their mortgage and have bills to pay that I could ruin in one decision. And that's a pretty heavy deal. Like, or when COVID comes and we don't manage it right, that we'd have to lay off staff. And so there's a certain kind of pressure that comes in that your senior pastor is probably never going to tell you because he's going to appear to be weak or she's going to appear to be weak. And so I'd say, like, let's just have some, have some grace. I get the other side of that. You know, we're like, well, we have pressure too. Like, I understand that. I'm just telling you from, from a standpoint there. Uh, most of us are insecure. Most of us are scared to change and risk a blowback. Like, I get that. And so when you come and you're like, hey, we want to do this really cool thing with the lights, the first thing that your senior pastor is probably thinking is, man, who's going to yell? She's Karen's going to yell at me about this, and I don't have time for her. This, you know, and I'm going to have to take this. And if he or she is a good leader, they're going to take it on their own and not send them to you. Yeah, that's a, probably a whole nother, a whole nother conversation. Um, but they're, they're scared. I think they would say this, that senior pastors would say this too. I don't know. I would say this. Um, I'm proud of you. I'm impressed with you, and I'm sorry that I don't tell you that enough. And it may be that I just don't know how to say it, or maybe that I would be, be like, um, having favorites, you know, or whatever with our staff. But, like, um, if you're still on staff with your leader, if they're a good leader, um, there's a reason that you're still there. And they, they probably do care about you, and maybe they just don't know how to, uh, how to express it. Um, I would say, say this, that some pastors would say, you know, I'm not asking you to be my friend. Some are like, I want to be friends with my senior. But you're, you said it before, like, when's the last time you ask your senior pastor out to coffee or ask them out to lunch, you know, and just ask them questions and don't ask them for something? Because you have to realize that in, in this position, every email, every call, and every text, okay, we'll say 99% of them are people wanting to withdraw something from us in leadership. Very few are let me pour into you. And so I would ask you, how, how are you pouring into your leader? Instead of, instead of whining about the relationship, well, I wish he would, well, I wish she would, what are you doing? What, are, what can you do to pour into them? And so I'm here with one of my production guys has been with me since 2018, right, Paul? And um, 2000, 2008, wow, time flies, okay. A long, long time, great. I love you, I'm sorry that I don't tell you enough. Or know your start date. I'm for impressed us. with you. <laughs> I'm impressed with Paul. But Paul, Paul will build it. We've never even talked about this, um, but I view this as an example. Before Paul has, Paul's walked into my office before and gone like, "Hey, I know you've got this ministry trip coming up. Let me see your computer." Takes a, a thumb drive and throws like five movies on my computer. Didn't ask him to do that. Walks out and I'm like, "That's that was years ago." And I'm like, I "Man, that's just you just made like a huge deposit in relationship." Uh, with me. And I'm like, I'm like, man, thanks for feeling support. There's so much that your leader doesn't feel supported on and so supported by. So anytime that you can do that, doesn't mean that you don't have hard conversations and, and all that kind of stuff. I would also find out if you're an Enneagram, find out your leader's Enneagram, find out his personality, like what fires him up, what builds him up and stuff. And just, you know, try to try to broach a relationship. And so it's tough. It's a continual work in process. It sure is. And I would say for some of you, it's going to be, uh, 
being brave enough to take a step. Um, for some of you, it might be taking another step because you've tried and tried and tried. Try one more time, you know. Find out what is their love. My, my guy loves to golf, and I am a terrible golfer. Um, but occasionally, you know, hey, can we go hit a bucket of balls at the range? I can't embarrass him too bad at the driving range, so let's go hit a bucket of balls. Or you, you've got to eat. You've got to eat at some point, so let's manage to be in the same place when we're eating. Let's go eat lunch together. And, and uh, so, yeah, I would just encourage you, take a step. And if you've taken one before, try to take another one. Yeah, yeah, that's great. So that's it. All right. Is that it? That's it for me. That's it. That's Any it. other live questions? Yes. Okay, here we go. It's a great question for Scott. <laughs> great. It's a great question for Scott. That, that is a great question. Thanks. Uh, that's really tricky, right? Um, and that question, if they can't hear, oh, I'm that sorry. question yeah. is, yep. if you're, a, you've, you're trying to develop a relationship, the senior pastor is a male and the worship leader is a female. Yeah, or, or let's say vice member, versa. Or right? vice or versa. Because like, yeah. you've got a male, male female. Um, we've, we've made it, uh, I personally have just made it, uh, part of my life to draw very hard and wide lines with that in terms of being alone with another woman, riding with another woman, conversations, text, all that. And see, that's a great, that's a great, um, that's a great question to explore. I would still try to do everything uh, that we talked about, but I would do it in the context of bringing somebody else along, uh, somebody that you trust and all that. Um, there's, there are some levels that would probably be different um, in terms of maybe a level of what you could talk about there. But it's also go going to depend on, you know, Brian and his senior pastor may have just a different relationship than uh, Paul and I have. Or uh, one of my best friends in ministry is like, I talk to my senior pastor, who's a, he's, he's a worship pastor. He said, I talk to my senior pastor about once every two weeks. That's their relationship. He's like, that's just how it is. I'm okay with it. Um, yeah, I'd probably bring somebody else along and somebody that he would be comfortable with as well as you. And, but I wouldn't make a big deal of it. Like, like Pastor, um, I'm going to bring uh, my girlfriend Sarah in here because um, you're a creeper, and I don't quite trust you, but I do want to have a relationship with you. Might not be the best way to start. Just saying. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Any other questions? Yeah. Yes. Okay, so the question is, how do you balance inclusion, including everybody, with excellence, and where do you give and take on that? In a, an interesting turn of events, uh, Brian Tabor has agreed to answer that question oh, yeah. first. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, wow. Thanks. That, that's, a, that's a great question, and that is, that is tough to do, okay, because we live in the age of uh, The Voice and American Idol, which it musically just makes everyone thinks they're just one moment away from being the next Carrie Underwood or, or whatever. So, um, yeah, I, you know, I think that takes intentionality and working to, uh, create environments, uh, for those people to, to try to exercise 
that gift. And so at our, at our place, we have, we call them interviews. They're auditions. We call them interviews. It just feels a little more, a little less intimidating maybe. So um, they get a packet from me when they express an interest. And that packet walks them through uh, some ministry values that we have, um, excellence, leadership, preparation, things like that. And it kind of defines, tries to give them a, a good bullseye or some good expectations for what, what we're looking for in a team member. It also goes on to explain that we're going we're gonna to have this experience together. Uh, we're going to talk. We're going to hear you play or sing or whatever it is that you want to do. And, uh, and then we're going to discover together if we feel like this is the right time uh, for you to serve. If, if we discover together that it isn't, I'm going to walk with you and we're going to find out what that is. Uh, and, and we're going to maybe even put a plan together for how we can help you develop. We're going to pair you with somebody who maybe currently serves on the team. If you're a singer or a guitar player, one of the things that I think I've heard Scott say before is you don't ever use the word. We don't usually say no. You use not, not yet. yet. Yeah. Not yet. And so, yeah, you know, putting a plan together and it's like, it's not just a one and done, either you're good enough or you're not, but um, we're going dis- to we're gonna discover together if this is the right time. And if not, we're going to put a, a plan together to see how we can, how we can help get you there. Yeah, I would, we talk, excellence is one of our core values uh, at, at our church. Uh, and we continue to say excellence is different than perfection. Okay. Um, but we want to guard excellence because as soon as you start lowering the bar, it's hard to raise that again. And the church has been notoriously good at lying to people, um, AKA for us older uh, folks, special music, remember those days? Yeah, we lied to people. Oh, she's got a sweet spirit, but a terrible voice, but evidently we're just gonna encourage her to continue, continue to sing and it's anything but excellence, excellent. And people, anybody with me? You've been there, right? Yes. Um, so I think, this is Jason from Rooftop Church, by the way, in St. Louis, which is a great church. Um, Jason, you have to continue to say, here's our, our bar of excellence. We have a person who's here. Then you have to identify, can this person get there? Like, is this part of their talent? Or is like, man, I, I know you want to do this, but we feel like the Lord has really gifted you in this area here. And like Brian says, well, can we walk with them in that area? Or can you help developing develop them there? And we have had volunteers that we've like tried, we've thought, and then we've had to have the hard conversation of, I, I, I know you think that you can be a technical director, but it's just not in it. And they were convinced that they were, but you from the outside are like, it's just not, those are hard conversations to have. And it's a balance because as leaders, uh, you're stewarding the organization and you're stewarding the corporate gathering of the saints, which is a big deal. You, this worship and production leaders have the ability to wreck a service, right? Or, to get out of the way and let Jesus shine in big, big ways. And so you have to steward that as well as we're called to minister to people. Um, and so it's, it's a very, very difficult thing uh, to navigate, but relationship really is key and conversation is key. And hey, I know this may be hard, but I just think this quite isn't the fit for you. Or if you would do this and get this, it's kind of like with vocalists we've said before, um, we're not gonna say no, we're gonna say not yet, but if you grab some lessons, come back around. And that's happened. And we've been able to, to, to circle, some people, circle some people up. Absolutely. And somebody asked recently, what's the best way to, to tell somebody they didn't make your team or whatever? And I told them email. <laughs> 
kidding. <laughs> kidding. Just kidding. We regret to inform Just you. Just kidding. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, stock email. That'd be, that'd be the best. Um, hey, thank you guys so much for joining us uh, tonight. We're so glad to be here at Philo, and we want to just thank you for, for staying and, uh, and engaging. Absolutely. Hey, and remember to hit subscribe where you listen, wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you do us a favor, go to Apple Podcasts, and while you're there, a five-star Reviewing, uh, re- review, exactly. not four star, That's five four. star. I'm looking for four but it is a huge help uh, in spreading the word about the podcast. And thanks as usual for following us on all the socials. So on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok, that's at Worship Leader Probs. Or on Twitter, just look for hashtag Worship Leader Probs. Yeah, and huge thanks to our pe- our friends at Maven Media Productions uh, for their help with the podcast. If you're if your church or your ministry looking for a consultant or somebody to help you with. Uh, develop a social media strategy or help with your website, really highly encourage you to check out mavenmediaproductions.com. They're great people, and uh, they're, they, love to, they love the Lord. They serve the church, and they will do a great job for you. And thanks to my friend Scott Hoke for our voice intro. So thanks for listening, and until next time, deuces. Arrivederci!